Check, check, one, two, one, two. We're recording, we're live. You already did the pause and everything. We are live. Dump that bitch. <clears throat> Call 1-800-69-69-420 for the Lycus line. He's fucking... When Jordan Klepper, I know he does things that aren't great, but when he goes to those... <laughs> Some of those rallies, and they're just completely not the ones who are mentally challenged, the ones who are completely have complete control of their faculties, and they don't. He he had this one guy, and he was talking about literally saying, "Well, we respect women in this country," and he was talking about Islam or whatever. And he says, uh, "Okay, what's your shirt say?" Yeah, <laughs> dump that, it was dump like, that bitch, lock that bitch up or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's uh, Trump that bitch, Trump that bitch. Yeah, he's like, uh, all right, he's like, and you're saying we respect women? Yeah, we respect women. Can I see it one more time? What's it? <laughs> he's like, he's like, I love it. Completely don't see the irony. <laughs> I think I think you can respect women and not respect Hillary Clinton, though. Well, well, you can dis you can have a lack of respect for her. Lack of scruples, mm-hmm. but you can't. She's I, very unscrupulous. <laughs> she c- completely uh, less than scruples. She is completely sans scruples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if she was a, a mytholo- mythological Greek character, she'd be sans scrupules. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> Let, me <laughs> Let me look at that. Sans. S C R U P U L Yeah. I S E S E S E S is scrupulous. Should I put an accent over the E there? No, no that's, I don't that's think more that. of a Latin American. Yeah, that's thing. not Greek. Greek is just um Sans scrupulous. Or Latin. That'd be Latin. Um, sans scrupulous. I don't know, man. It's uh she you cannot doubt her intelligence. No. You can't doubt her uh drive. No. To get where she was. That's why she's so evil. Well, but we've had this discussion before. Would you rather have Tywin Lannister or Ramsey Snow? You know what I mean? It's like one of them at least is com- committed to the order of things, you know? Yeah. Now, they do things that are definitely, you know. I'd rather have Jon Snow. Yeah, I mean, in my attempt to wean myself off of, I have deleted every CNN video that's popped up on YouTube. I'm making a conscious effort to not watch the news. Just what you have to do to reset your algorithm is uh, just search for three things that you like on YouTube. I have. And that is all you will get. Tigers, Game of Thrones, and... Um, Weightlifting or something like that. Just make just do do three things that you like, and right. that's literally your entire feed. After you do that for like three or four days, that's what it'll be. Sure, and and I'm headed that way. Like they don't they don't pop up much anymore. They'll still sneak them in every now and then, right. but just ignore them. Um, like the thing with Marjorie Taylor Greene is, you know, it's it's bothering me so much, um, that it was literally causing me anxiety. So I had to. I have no idea what it is. Let's not even talk about it. Well, no, I mean we don't have to. I'm just saying that. Uh, She's just, uh, you know, a person that was bothering me, like this, the things that she's involved in and, and how she acts. And um, But it's crazy because some of the things I like are tied into things like that, and I can't help but make the parallels. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I started getting, I started listening to a lot of Dan Carlin. You know, I, I, I finished Blueprint for Armageddon, of course, and then I finished uh, Celtic Holocaust, which is just one episode, you know. And then I started listening to Ghosts of the Oz Front, which is uh, an older, it's an older show. It's like, it was under the head, heading of classic. 
oh, yeah. hardcore history, you know. And there and the and these episodes, you can tell it's early because they're only about an hour and a half long, as opposed to you know five hours. So, <laughs> you know, he just goes off the top of the dome. He's awesome. Yeah, that's why I try to emulate him on uh, Dragon Spring Dawning, and those shows have been getting longer. I don't know if you've noticed. That. Oh, I've noticed. <laughs> if anybody has noticed, it's this guy who has two thumbs. And notices that the fantasy show that we do is getting longer. This guy. But but it's a good time for me to nap. Yeah, and sure. throw something in every now and then. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it's 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 a tassel. You're literally part. like you're literally like the, like the old. Uh, uh, sitcom trope of the wife talking and the husband picking up the phone every now and then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you serious? No, it's just, yeah, well, just, they should have not done that. I just kind of nod off and then I hear Tasselhoff like, hmm, okay. Well, I mean, because he's... <laughs> Tasselhoff rules. Yeah, he's great. He's a such a... And we've got so many more books with him in I'm it. trying to picture him, like who, who I think he looks like. Very impish. But like sort of like a... A skinny Pat Oswalt. I could see with that. like impish features. It, well, Pat what kind of does have no, he has sleepy features. He's, you know, yeah, but imagine his personality kind of, yeah, except a little bit more, you know, look, uh, like, uh, ADD, you know, just mm-hmm. consumed by looking at everything and, you know, completely. <laughs> I mean, that, that last part where the map maker comes running up to him is like, He's like thief, and Tessoff is looking around for the thief. Like, I wonder who this guy is. I wonder who they're chasing. Then he hands him the lock, and he says, "You know, it's not a very good lock." <laughs> so, yeah, you might want to thank me for uh, for pointing out how bad. Yeah, that I was is. doing. I was pressure testing your system. <laughs> yeah, it's not working. It's like hackers. Uh, <clears throat> there's some benevolent hackers out there. Mm-hmm. They'll hack into something and let you know that they were able to do it and how they were able to do it, so right. you can fix it. And right. then they get hired to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like uh, sometimes uh, casino cheats who, you know, get caught in the act and then they are used instead of getting Frank Abagnale. Is that what he does? Frank Abagnale. Uh, catch me if you can. Oh, check and, kiting and all really that, that movie. Great movie. I'm, I'm sure it is. It's Leo and it's <clears throat> Tom Hanks. You know, yeah, and it's, it's Spielberg. Not, yeah, it's not going to be bad. Yeah. Spielberg got started making kids movies. And well, no, it's just that he I think the, the tastes changed. Like he made War of the Worlds. I loved it. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unfortunately got Tom Cruise in it. Well, I mean, I'm kidding. I like Tom Cruise. He's a like really I, good actor. Yes, so. he is. He's an excellent. I mean, can't doubt his talent. Yeah, and his size for being a, eleven inches tall. This man has made a career <laughs> <laughs> for being a little literal elf on a shelf. He's you know that's man what I, that's what I ought to do is get a Tom as a Mission Impossible doll. <laughs> Making an elf on the shelf with Tom Cruise. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Have him hanging off. Do videos with him. Yeah, oh yeah. Have him hanging off of stuff. Like or, or hovering. Yeah, down. hovering over presents because he's getting ready to open them. <laughs> That'd be the best. That's a, that's a great idea. Might go viral with that. Yeah, one. you might. Um, Speaking of viral, I have chlamydia. Neat. Yeah. Don't know how I got it. Anyway, don't fuck. Sides of raw chicken Well I mean I told you That that would end Badly I heated it up In the microwave For 11 seconds I mean so that's I just Encouraging so feel like a woman That's in, just encouraging Bacteria growth Well what are you Gonna do Let's play the theme song Listen to that Bass Bass drum thump
Such a great theme. Oh, there it is. Uh, episode three thirty one might be might be titled "Sans Scrupules." Not sure, <laughs> but it's just going to be me and old Chucky a Tater Sacks over there. Aaron Elena went camping, and I'm we sorry. know what that's code for. They went to a KKK rally somewhere in White Sulphur Springs, I think. Well, I always thought it was code for like you know, cuck orgy. That's what they do at the KKK. Oh, okay, rally. I got. It's you. not really about race anymore. There, gotcha. it's about wife swapping. Sure, you know. But um, it's just a good time out. That's what know. they're doing, and uh, you know, that's their thing. I guess <laughs> they have sex with white supremacists. I mean, I, I can't imagine that sex being good, though. Well, I mean, the reason why they do it is because most of their penises are smaller on the smaller side. Sure, so they can take them. Oh yeah, gotcha. Especially Aaron. All right, he's got that tight little asshole. You know. So he needs a little pencil thin. I feel like Kramer and Newman were, when Kramer had the Merv Griffin set. And they're just sitting there and like keep on looking out like there's a crowd. I watched that episode the other day. That one of the, like, Newman's, they come in the middle, of course, and Newman's talking to me. He's like, um, I got a, some generic wax beans and I changed the label. I can't even tell the difference. Kramer's like, well, we've officially bottomed out. <laughs> we should shut down and retool. And he pulls the fucking cord. Such a, you know, that is such a great show. It, it just really gets, you know, sometimes it, it gets, gets all the love in the world. Everybody loves it. I know, but I'm saying that even like in the press of good new shows, you know, I sometimes forget it is what I'm trying. Oh, to say. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, they, they sort of, they're one of the only shows that probably isn't going to do one of those reunion things like Friends just did. And because. Well, they did it on. Uh, they did it on Curb, sort yeah. of. But everybody was playing themselves. But everybody was together. Right. On the screen at the same time, which right. was awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's all you needed to do. Well, they might do it years from now, like when they're all old and, you know. They're all in their 60s now. I'm talking about Hollywood old, you know. I mean, according to Hollywood, they should all be dead. Like, no. I mean, new Hollywood. I mean,. Most of your people are, you know, Chris Pratt is in his late 30s, you know, and he's playing a young character. So he's got Hemsworth is in his early 40s. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure. Um, You see the trailer for that new Pratt movie? No. It's some sort of weird war movie. It's it's a Amazon original, I think. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Amazon just bought like uh, MGM. That's wild. $8 billion. Yeah. MGM is like like one of the oldest studios. You know, they were one of the first. So all that, everything they have. Their entire catalog now belongs to Amazon. It's, it's going to be free on Prime probably. Yeah, and there's so many good movies in there. Mm-hmm. Bad ones too. But lots but they can also take all that IP and make new stuff out of it. Yeah. Which is, I don't, I don't know. It just depends on how they do it. But Bezos loves throwing money at uh, entertainment. Well, which is good, and he's demonized and should be in, in for a lot of in, things. In, in sure. lot, for a lot of things, it's the way his workers are treated and not willing, not will, you know, having more money than any other human being on Earth and not willing to pay his workers a living wage is despicable. But I mean, he he, he built a better mousetrap than him, and then do make make the example like if they have a, a a crazy rich person who makes the example of paying his workers an awesome wage and people start cooling on these other people they'll change and do it too they'll be like well, well the, yeah, all the, these people hate me because 
Bob Bucks over here is, you know, it's just Bob depend, Bucks. It depends on what you think of living wages, I guess, because like they, they make $20 an hour. Well, everybody there makes 15 starting. That's what you start. Oh, is that what at. it is now? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was under pressure, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody's going to not do it under pressure except for Chick-fil-A. They get all the shit in the world, but every awesome. time I go through Chick-fil-A, bro... They, people are those smiling. people are excited. Oh, they get. I mean, they and they're they get Sundays off. They get holidays. You know, it's everybody like, gets two days a week off, right? So um, <clears throat> you get a Sunday and whatever other day. Right. You get starting out. You're fourteen dollars an hour. You're um, there's one dude yesterday we went through. He was just the guy when the receipt would print out. You'd drive by him and he'd ask you if you wanted the receipt, and he either handed you the receipt or he threw it in the trash. That's what he did. And I was like, my God. It's such a good business model. Like, there's, yeah, and I mean, you're going to see people, even the um, McDonald's and Smithers, they're starting people at 10 now. Yeah, man, even 10 is just. But around here in West Virginia, $10 an hour is like $15 an hour. Sure. Else. I mean, but I'm just saying that, you know, I make a pretty good wage and I'm still, you know. Yeah, I'm I know. Not, I'm not wealthy, you know, is what I'm saying is that any other place I'd be. Lower middle class, you know. Here I'm, well, still lower middle class, but almost in the middle class. You live, you live <laughs> as though you're lower middle class, but you, um, you, if you were a little bit tighter with things, mm-hmm. you could do anything you wanted. Any time you you could you're go to Hawaii with money. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> you're exactly you, like me. How do you know that? You're because you <laughs> you lay it all out there. <laughs> you're exactly like I am. Uh, yeah. Okay. I started playing disc golf, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to spend all my time and money on this now. Well, mine's uh, gardening. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, spend two hundred dollars. You find on something that you like, and, and you know, and what? bees. I'm having bees shipped here now. So what? What it? It makes you happier to do that. So is it? You're not wasting your money, right? You might not be. T- you're probably not being technically smart with it. Right. But you're having a good time. You could get hit by a train tomorrow. So well, you're probably not going to get hit by a train. I don't know how often you fiddle around with train tracks. <laughs> but, I mean, something had happened tomorrow. And, you know, might as well have fun while you're here. That's, right. all, that's all I'm saying. So I'm going to enjoy playing disc golf and struggling with literally everything else in my life. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm going through right now. I'm, I'm got that, you know, you go to the doctor and they take test to find, find out what's going on i was massively depressed and stuff like that and the, and the doctor was concerned so he's taken and i just i started thinking about my mortality and like you know what if i do get a, a, a diagnosis that's you know bad what am i going to do you know um i've already charted it out what i'm going to do i'm going to draw out my entire 401k get any inheritance money coming towards me and i'm going to take my daughter and see things mm-hmm. and die at least satisfied with that you yeah. know and probably if i was going to be once it really started to get bad i would kill myself like i would just oh yeah i mean just do something start doing heroin mm-hmm. um maybe not the shoot up kind because nobody likes to, nobody really wants to shoot up um i wouldn't want anyone to see me that way like, yeah because and not to try try to sound egotistical but when you see a, a muscular guy like who's been a a, a strong muscular a person, big strong virile this, man yeah and, with her and, to, yeah and you see him reduced that's how you're going to remember him that's uh you know? that was exactly what it was with my dad yeah that's why i stopped taking his meds as soon as my mom was old enough to uh 
get his benefits for the rest of her life. He stopped taking his meds and uh, essentially committed suicide. Yeah, you told that story. That's a rough one. Yeah, but it's also valiant. It's also chivalrous. Oh, absolutely. It makes I'm, him I'm, a hero. It absolutely does. Like I've always, I've, I've, I never would say otherwise. But know? it's also very sad because that was the the uh, biggest, strongest man I've ever seen. Not physically, but mentally. And right. Well, I mean, but the, all he's that, strong physically. All too. that goes together. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, like at work, you know, the one thing that makes me think that nothing's wrong with me in that way is that. I started doing strongman stuff at work. Mm-hmm. Started picking up heavy metal things. You're just and uh, carrying them, you know. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, and pick it like a fashioning big, things and welding them together to put over your shoulders and walk. Giant links of chain yeah. and holding my hands and you know walking. And then I get a a thing. You put the boom on. And I throw it up on my shoulder. And these are things that a lot of people can barely lift. And I'm hefting it and, and can walk much farther. Like I could walk the entire length of the building with that. Do you, you switch know? sides? Or you put it on on the I way do. back. Of course, because you got to keep it balanced. Um, I'm going to grab the really heavy one soon because the 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 one I've got right now is just too light. So it's only um, 600 pounds. Well, I mean, and the gym is, but the gym is like not what it was. Like, I, and he and he tries to tell me, look, you're the 1977 model, you know. It's, you're going to start sliding a little bit. That's just the way it is. He said, you're 40. Who you're, said that? You're my doctor. doctor. I mean, and he's, all, and he's right. He said, look, someday you're just going to be able to get, you're going to get up and not be what you were. And he said, and that's something we all have to deal with. I mean, he's a great doctor, and but also honest. And But he tries to help. And, and like he was, I was really upset and he was concerned. Like, what's wrong, bud? You know, just some doctors give a shit. Did he stroke your beard and kiss you gently? <laughs> well, I don't have much of a beard, but yes. <laughs> um, I might, I might file a complaint if he kissed you. I might talk <laughs> to somebody. What are you gonna do? Yeah, he's got soft lips. Made me feel comfort, comforted. <laughs> um, but no, I. Um, and like it, it, the marker for me always is bench press, even though I'm a terrible at it. I always have been, and. You know, I'm just not throwing up what I was able to just, you know, a few, a couple of years ago. So, you know, with arms and rowing and all that stuff, I, I don't think even if I got a, a, a terminal disease, I would still be strong with that to the end. Because that's just where all my strength lies, you know. Do you spend a lot of time thinking about if you have a terminal disease? Yes. You probably should figure out something else, like find a mantra or something. I've been trying. Like, a, But this is something that I've meditating. Like... There, I, I don't know. Like I hear about meditating. I'm like, isn't everything kind of like whenever you get in the zone of something like whenever I was hiking or whatever, mm-hmm. or t- playing disc golf, especially when I'm by myself when I'm playing. Right. There, there's, if there's nobody on the course, it's just that I kind of think like that's meditation. Right. Hell, sometimes when I'm driving around the forklift, listening to podcasts or music or whatever, nothing else is bothering me. I, I feel like that can be meditation. Well, it's an odd thing to say that you meditate to, but, Sometimes what lifts that and makes me feel really great is punk. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll throw punk rock music on, especially a hard driving song like a, but that, that's got that you know like a, kind of a fun employment file. So I'll play a song. This song is by uh, Ramona, and it's like Ramona. Yeah. Um, what about Beezus? <laughs> that's that's honestly what I thought about when I with it. Um, was that a movie or a TV book and a TV show? I like that. I always like songs. It reminds me of uh, "Last Exit" by Pearl Jam. Yes. 
I love the downstroke. I mean, that's... And then Teenage Bottle Rocket. You know, watching them play and they're all in sync. You know, like, it's so much fun, you know. You ever seen Eddie Vedder play guitar? No. Everything's downstrokes. Is it? Even if he's playing an acoustic guitar, it's all downstrokes. That's awesome. And I love chick-fronted punk bands. Like, it's my... I mean, I, I would rather listen to that. Then, you know, uh, The Last Gang, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, um, The Bomb Pops, uh, Sincere Engineer. You know, they're all my favorite bands. Well, Teenage Bottle Rock is pretty much my current favorite band. But yeah, but this one is just, it's one of those ones you crank it up and just go down the road. It's some, uh, something popping up. But it's, you know, two minutes on. Um, but the best part is when they do the guitar solo and it's, you know, they're just... Here. I drive so fast in the song so And then I always love this the breakdown and the main. I know we always part this way while I'm hoping that you're staying. You're always walking away. And I know that you're not thinking about it too. And I know that you're not thinking about me. That drummer's awesome. Yeah. A lot of punk drummers are. That, yeah, well, yeah. That, like, the, keep that up, uh, you know? snare roll. Oh, yeah. He or she was doing that was. I'm not creative. I haven't looked into them yet. Like, uh, Bad Cop, Bad Cop's drummer, of course, is a girl. A big girl. You know, big smiling girl. Big I, I old hoss. Yeah, she would definitely be classified as a hoss. You think she'd like that? Call her no. a hoss? No. As Elena says, I think she's correct about that. No world woman ever wants to be classified as mm, a hoss. I don't know about that. Well, you know, there's probably a niche group, but um, um, the wrestler Max wants to be called a hoss. Does she? Yes, they do. Oh, it's she's look at me non-binary now. Yeah, I get whatever. Uh, that's cool. But yeah, I mean, I'm they, not I'm not making fun of it. It's I'm, hard from it's because I remember calling her matches and it's did not, you cut her hair? No. Or they did cut they their cut, hair? Cut, did they cut their hair? This is tough. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it can be difficult. But you know that's what they want to be called. Demi Lovato is you know yeah down, going down that path now. That's a, that's an attention cry for. She's attention, got an yeah. album coming out, baby. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ride this. She needs uh, them streams on Spotify. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's probably her money's probably made. Yeah, but you still want the. Gotta have Still, more. Yeah, well, it's not even that. You want the praise and adulation more than anything, I think. Right. Especially if you, because she's definitely got not Cisco. Got a frag. Got that thong song money and got the yeah. fuck out. That's the peace. <laughs> See y'all later. <laughs> now we can go in any bar in the world. Yeah. Hey, I'm Cisco. Well, I guess I'm we gonna, know I, we're gonna fuck Cisco tonight, <laughs> <laughs> and then have a story to tell our friends. Um, Cisco, excuse me. Could you tell me if I have dumps like a truck, please? <laughs> <laughs> are my thighs like a what 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 um, would you like me to move my butt i think i'll say it again <laughs> <laughs> long song <laughs> yeah when remember when he was doing goulet and he said the n-word during that yeah it was great it would not it would not fly now no but like 
Back then, it didn't the, fly. The I ridiculousness mean, of that character. <laughs> you have when to. you're doing it as another person, that's a and different You know thing. he went around and got like approval from sure. every single person he possibly could. Is this funny? Is it worth it? Keenan was like, yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Do that. Because, you, you know, R- R- Will Ferrell isn't racist. But no. But like... He thought it was the most ridiculous, hilarious thing. Sure. I mean, so. he, and, and the shock value of it, the shock laugh, when people were like, oh, he said it, you know, as opposed to throwing something else in there. It's just dumb. Um, Goulet. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny. He keeps on calling Conan Johnny. <laughs> you know, Conan's ending his show. What? He's ending it in its in the capacity that it's in right now. It's probably moving to something else, maybe a Netflix or mm-hmm. a Hulu or something. But he does a podcast now, which is probably infinitely more interesting than his sit downs with celebrities. Right. But I think if he gets away from even TBS, which probably let him do pretty much whatever he wants within reason, mm-hmm. I think if he goes to a streaming platform, he could do he could go back to what he was doing in the early nineties on late night, which is what I watched. Right. I would stay up during high school to watch Conan's weird ass shit. At least the opening 20 minutes. Pimp bot and, uh, preparation. Ray, 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 Ray. Oh man. <laughs> when your butt is <laughs> sore and hurting, Raymond's here. God, that guy Raymond's did so many, did so many different characters. <laughs> yeah. That guy rules. Jimmy yeah. jam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> Raymond's here. Um, to Help! <laughs> what a dumb character. I mean, he had that. He had somebody else that he, he was always on the show. Masturbating bear. There was that one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. He's just Conan. Conan's the best. It was the best. Um, I, I never liked Leno. Like, never, never cared for his brand. I think I like him as a person. I don't think I do. I don't. He doesn't strike me as somebody I would like. He strikes me as somebody that is that that is all a front. Um, I think um, he's more in his element now. Everybody says that his car show, where he gets gets, he goes to his garage and like brings celebrities in. That would be fun. I I think I've never I've seen clips of it, but like everybody says, that's where he's in his element when he's talking about cars, wearing his Canadian tuxedo, and they just go driving around. Right, and you can tell that's who he is. He just likes cars, and mm-hmm. like he has steam powered cars. He has he has a jet. He's one that's a jet engine. Yeah, he has he's literal. Just- Warehouses filled with cars. He still never spent any of his Tonight Show money. He's yeah, all of his That's money insane. that him him and his wife lived off of was his stand up money from where he'd go to Vegas or wherever on the weekends. God, that's such a staggering amount of money. Yeah, insane. It's like Pat Oswalt talking about, you know, doing that show where he said it's not an obscene amount of money; it's a sacrilegious amount. Of money. <laughs> and he's talking about how people were just too drunk to know what he's doing on. So he said, "I stood up there and just fielded drunken questions and got paid." You know, oh, he, my, my, in one in one show, I paid my my daughter's college. You yeah, know, it was so, a, one of those private corporate. Yes, yeah. like at a casino. Yeah, so like the, King of Queens, yeah, King of Queens, Ratatouille, yeah. Right. He's like, that's what I did for an hour. He said I didn't tell one joke. So. <laughs> he probably got paid sixty, seventy, hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, and he was, and just him explaining how the lady's explaining it to him. She's like uh, warning him, do not, you know, do this or this. It's yeah, like, do not go over. Do not come early, you know, just because she knows he's like they car to me and they set him in the front seat and they're, 
you know, so drunk they're flopping around. <laughs> oh, I couldn't take that room. That room would drive me crazy. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a shorter show today. You want to do favorite things? Sure. Let me pull that up. I don't know why I just don't have this already pulled up, but you know how I am. I'm just a silly goose, and I'm not prepared for things. Never. This this drum feel here when it goes in. Yeah. I've... Aaron Elena, you go first. Oh, I'm sorry. You're both busy getting dicked down by white nationalists. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Taters. Um, well. Well. This week it's. Uh, well, tiger documentaries like I watched. Uh, well, just nature documentaries in general. And then reading up on tigers and, you know, uh, stuff like that. And, you know, I, I read a story that they apparently tigers are the most vengeful animal on the planet. Oh, they get angry. And- yes. <laughs> and this tiger got shot in Russia. And what a didn't kill place him for a tiger tiger to be didn't kill him. Remember the guy's smell tracked him to his cabin weeks later, broke down the door, ate him and tore the fucking place apart and walked away. God damn. I mean, just that's fucking awesome. Let us remember to never piss a tiger off. I mean, and they're just one of Tiger Woods is the same. <laughs> Well, if he was he if he was fucking it, <laughs> then yeah. <laughs> um, no, and the, and there's and they're they're just a miracle of evolution. Like lions, people, you know, the the, the king of the jungle mis, is a misnomer in so many different ways. The biggest one being that lions don't live in the jungle; mm-hmm. they live in the plains, right? They live in the savanna, or here they would live on the plains. Like we should still have lions in. The contiguous United States. That you know what I've there. never seen in the woods in all my um, travels? Mountain lion. Never seen a mountain lion. Never seen a carcass of a mountain lion. Well, they're very elusive. They don't, you know, they're almost impossible to track because they're just, you know, big cats are elusive in general. Like uh, tigers are elusive. Lions, not so much because they're a, a, a pride. You know, they're they're the only communal living cat in the world. You know, I've only seen, I think, maybe one or two coyotes getting run over. Yeah. Like I've only seen one or two coyotes laying dead beside the road. I've seen every other thing. Deer, Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, gophers, uh, groundhogs. Mm-hmm. Hell, I've seen a beaver. Oh, that reminds me. That's not a favorite thing, but something that happened. I was driving up to Fayetteville, uh, to Lowe's, and there was a big, big dead otter laying in the road around the Cotton Hill. He ought to have seen that coming. <laughs> Never otter left their stream. Yeah. Poor otter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I was like, what was he like, doing up there? Well, they just he got curious and maybe and looking for something to eat, probably. And you know, otters are mustelids, which are weasels, and they'll eat anything. So they rule. They're so cute, but they're so evil. Well, and especially a river otter, which can kill a caiman. Jesus Christ! So you know, uh, when it comes to animals, the weasel family, which are like I said, the mustelids, are my favorite group. 
because they're so they would wa- you say that they're your favorite thing <laughs> yes uh one of them anyway um, you know it takes up anything from a stoat which is a weasel this long that kills mice things like that to a wolverine which is the size of a pit bull which you know is one of the most formidable animals on the planet you know vicious and honey badgers are in that family too aren't they i don't they're might be distant related but it's it's where the tree branches off they're not a mustelid you know they're they're uh, they share a common ancestor and like it's like mongooses too are, are from that same mongoose <laughs> from that same group but they're another branch you know it's uh you know they're separated by millions of years of evolution but yet they found a winning formula and they stuck to it so um we don't have wolverines here do we we don't badgers we don't have those. a little bit too, a little bit gets a little too warm here like they they need oh, cold they like, cold climbs that's why they got- they were literally in michigan though i mean they were the, northern michigan and you know into the great plains and stuff like that and they you know and they they like circumnavigate the globe like there's some in russia and they are genetically identical to the ones in north america i mean it's just crazy how those things should have evolved but because there was no reason to evolve past their what they are they didn't they crossed the land bridge when beringia was there you know when uh the humans came across which so they think a lot of Native Americans say, well, why couldn't we have gone the other way and founded all these civilizations? The idea that just coming east and, and us staying these people as opposed to being able to create Japan and China and being that being the same group of people, which they are related, is, is inherently racist. And it's true. Um, that's one thing that I've started studying history. And um, again, and... You know, the I've had to fight from even logging on to my Facebook and posting stuff. Somebody actually threw up, not long ago, threw up Manifest Destiny to me again. So I sat down and sketched it out. I was like, okay, here, here's what's happening with this. If you break it down, chew it down to the bone. Which is what I like to do. Yeah, me too. Um, you are telling a, a segment of this population that their exter- near extermination and you know removal from lands that they had had for for hundreds of thousands of years um was ordained by a god and then that and that helped create this country you know that a god decided that they had to go and then you know white people you know were the were the instruments of that and we should somehow be you know i, I tried to break that down to him and he just shrugged he just you know well that's the way it is i was like no it isn't it's like that i think that's the way you believe it is said manifest destiny is an attempt to whitewash genocide and displacement of peoples just call it what it is you know yeah it's not your fault you weren't here i mean well the nazis when they if they would have won they would have created a similar once once the, the dust had settled and they had you know if they had conquered and, and you know they were really close to doing so they would have created some kind of thing behind that too. Like, well, we're sorry that happened. And any fragment of the Jewish population would have, you know, been, well, well you know, God said for us to die, you know, and all this stuff. I, I just, it, it, it annoys me to no end. And, um, also though, the, the acceptance of 
Appalachian peoples and, and, and basically our bloodlines, people of what was done. We were massive instruments of that. You know, um, the English, I wouldn't want to say the English didn't want to get their hands dirty, but in a sense, that's what it was. Like they, they needed a tribal people who were used to fighting to deal with another tribal people. So they, you know, throw out flyers and do all that stuff to the Ulster Scots who were, you know, that's genetically who we are, you know, um, the, the Scots had moved to Ireland, Northern Ireland, and had become this group of people that were used to fighting all comers, you know, and, um, you know, they, they came over here and they, you know, could fight the Native Americans on their own ground. And I'm not saying they were better fighters. There were just more of them, you know, and, um, learned that, and they learned Native American fighting tactics, you know, and so, and some of the, I mean, yeah, there's a small amount of pride when you everybody should be able to embrace their warrior culture. And that's one thing that I, I cannot stand is white people just being regular old ho-hum white people embrace some of what you were. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, now saying it's superior to another group or that, you know, they should take a back seat because we won is inherently shitty and racist. Mm-hmm. But just embracing it and saying well, there's there's some things to be proud of there. So you, rebel flags are OK. No, they are not. <laughs> they are not. It'd be like the, like a group of Nazi, a new group of Germans trying to fly the Nazi flag saying, you know, and still having public monuments as opposed to being a fringe group. You know? Yeah, the whole thing about the the swastika and the rebel flag, they just look so cool. They're good looking. Well, the, well I mean, yes, the swastika especially. It didn't even, it didn't even come from them. It was an Indian. Uh, well, it's a nor it's a, uh, an Aryan symbol. An Aryan is in India. There's a group of Aryans, yeah. you know, and they were a warrior class of people and they had, it's a symbol, but they know? flipped the, uh, they flipped the swastika. The old ones, I mean, faced this way. And if you fly a drone way. over some things like, uh, old 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 buildings built in the 20s and 10s or whatever mm-hmm. sometimes they'll be shaped like a swastika sure. because that was a symbol for peace and humility uh, harmony it's or sim- whatever yeah, it's a symbol of uh it's like a pentagram is, is an Nordic symbol for power it's like sometimes you see people who make a on the white nationalist side make a compelling argument about a symbol this woman is wearing a she was on Geraldo. i remember seeing this as a kid and she was part of a white nationalist group. So she was a, just a bad person, but he asked her, she was wearing a pentagram on her sleeve. And he says like, what are you Satan worship? He said, no, that's a Nordic symbol for power. It has nothing to do with Satanism. And she's right, you know, and you know, symbols get taken and perverted. The swastika will, did likely- you just pull a memory from like 1991 from one episode of Geraldo that you watched when you were sick home from school or something? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, sometimes I think I have an eidetic memory, but sometimes, you know, it is weird so where you can like, you can pull up something that you saw one time and it's just there. And you well, made an impression. Like I, I remember yeah. thinking, you know, wow, these are awful people, but what she said was, you know, a compelling thing to say, you know, because he was being a typical Rado. Well, for that time period, now he'd probably try to defend, you know, white nationalists you know or whatever well no i, I can nah, he's i have to say sometimes he he's a wild dude but some he comes out swinging on some of this some on fox news sometimes you know like him and jesse waters have gotten to some better ones you know and uh he's basically told him he's a punk and all kinds of that which i've and dan bongino who i despise you know you know who that guy is i've heard of him and he's I've, awful i've seen like clips of like uh there's a guy kyle kalinsky secular talk is his thing on um 
YouTube. Mm-hmm. I've seen him like break down some. Yeah, of I've, I've watched clips. secular talk. Yeah, I got rules. I like him. Yes, yeah, it's, it's even good. though he has a bleeding heart frothing at the mouth. Leftist, I like him a lot. Telltale atheist is a good one. That's a that's he he goes into lunatic. Like Trump has created this group of people who think he's literally think he's a messiah. I mean, it's just. They, well, I mean, they believe that. I mean, it's just, it's he insane. He might be. He might. A messiah is in things change in a bad way. Yes. I mean, you can, you can put. There can be multiple messiahs. Well, but you can interchange messiah with antichrist, mm-hmm. and the way they shake up society is arguably similar. You know. Um, because, anyway, favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, that was that was the, the nature documentaries about tigers, and then uh, the. There's one about Ulster Scots called Forged in Fire, and I started watching a bunch of videos about it. Ulster Scots. That's who we are genetically. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so if I ever get married, would it be uh, okay for me to wear a kilt? That's a touchy subject because... There's some Scots. Yes, they were Scots, but they also just became Irish. I mean, yeah. there, was a, there was a saying about the Ulster Scots and my family among them. Because I've looked this up, they were known as more Irish than the Irish because they adopted their customs so thoroughly. Irish than <laughs> Irish. <laughs> they adopted their customs so thoroughly that you know they were, you know. I am an Irishman. I eat a potato like it's hand fruit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bad at what. Well, uh, what you know, a lot of people don't understand that. Well, like when the uh, firemen and cops are. Marching in you know Chicago or New York or whatever, it's like why are they got kilts on and stuff? It's because that group who formed cops, firemen, you know all these all these really hard, dangerous jobs were taken up by the Ulster Scots, you know, and well the Ulster Irish, you can call them too. So that melding of cultures and then coming here and then growing, you know, you wouldn't believe some of the people who are in these ranks. Some people I don't care for are in these ranks. Um, Richard Nixon, that's a that's not Ulster Scott name. Uh, Andrew Jackson, who I absolutely fucking despise. Michael is. Jackson. The name Jackson in general. Yeah. Um, uh, Jackson. Pollock. Dolly Parton is would be sorry, Appalachian people in general part of that group. It's a great documentary about. I will not allow you to sully the good goddamn name of Dolly Parton. Can't sully them titties. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She <laughs> was especially young Dolly. Holy. Jeez. Christ Christ's sakes alive Back when they were real Oh man Back in a, the 60s Brother Nine to five I don't know that there was ever A hotter woman on the face of the planet There was as hot But I don't know that it can be hotter uh, yeah, Than Dolly Parton yeah, in the exactly. 60s I mean Reality would have collapsed <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it folded in on itself <laughs> It would have been It would have been Exactly like the snap In Endgame Yes um, But You know There's that whole Group of you know, Appalachian people are, are descended from that, and we have a lot to be proud of, but not some things to not be so proud of. So, yeah. Um, other than that, um, that's pretty much it. Right on. Um, my favorite things. There was a new Gillian Keefe sketch this week. Yeah, of course. Um, I'll pull her up. Fuck, hit the wrong button. I'll pull her up. It is a uh, sort of a parody. Yes. I remember listening to Shane Gillis's podcast. And him talking about he watched the Tiger Woods documentary and him talking about how whenever it came out that he was like a cheater, he was upset. He's he upset about it and like like he he was really down on Tiger Woods about it. And now he realized how stupid it was. And this is a parody of Tiger Woods's uh, press conference. Press conference. Yeah. 
I love how it's in low def. Yes. Hello, friends, family, the boys. Yeah. What up? <laughs> Media. All my fans around the world. I know many of you think this is a time of celebration. With my fourth PGA victory just days behind me, it would seem as if the world is at my fingertips. But it is not. There's something I need to say. I have, I have not been getting as much pussy as I've said. <gasps> what? What the fuck? I know that my public image has been defined by my love of pussy, but the truth is I barely get any. What? When I say I'm getting pussy, I'm usually practicing. Oh. <laughs> Many of you have seen this picture of me at the strip club. This was not me. This is what I was doing that day. <laughs> that picture at the strip club is actually my manager, Henry. Chance, <laughs> come on, man. Henry's taking more pussy for me than anybody could ask. <laughs> what the chance? My fucking wife's here, man. You married a hero. For a long time, I played into the rumor that Jessica Alba and I had sex. <clears throat> but what really happened that night in the hotel was this. Fingers Jessica agent as me. pussy hounds. She said, hey, I'm in room 402, and this hot tub feels a little empty. Was this an actual To thing? which I responded, I'm in room a... 506 watching Beetlejuice. <laughs> I mean, but was that a thing with him and Jessica Alba? No. No. It's not every day that guys that look like me, average guys, are offered... The top-notch primo box that I've been offered and turned down. <laughs> and for that, I apologize to all the fellas out there. I'm sorry I let you down. My sponsors, Under Armour, Rolex, and Ferrari have all dropped me, claiming that my moral compass does not align with the values of the predominantly under 5'8 customer. My first, and now only sponsor, Dave's Lazy Lube, has decided to stick with me and believes that deep down, <laughs> I could always be the pussy hound that I claimed I was. Dave's lazy loop stick with you, but not to you. To my wife, Tracy. <laughs> she thought she married a winner, but it turns out I'm just a fucking normal guy who does pussy shit, like hangs out at home and stuff. Do you think your long ball is going to be a problem on the narrow fairways at Augusta? Shut the fuck up, man. No, chill. What's that got to do with anything? To answer your question, I'll probably play great. <laughs> I don't have any distractions at all. I just focused on this since I was eight years old, and then I got so good at it and made millions of dollars, and then I married a beautiful woman, and I'm, fucking, I'm a loser for it. I would like to announce that I'm stepping away from the game because I want to spend time with the boys. Boys, boys. I want to be a better role model to them. I want to do stuff they would think is cool. I want to, st I want to kiss porn stars on the mouth in front of strangers at the Panera Bread. I want to get like a waitress or something pregnant, and then have the legs like, settle and give her a large amount of money out of court. And then one day, my Ill illegitimate boy is older. He can look back and be proud. He'd be proud. Of his father. Dave's lazy loop for when you got a whole lot of hard on, but not a lot of time. 
<laughs> so <God>. stupid it is. <laughs> He's a huge dude. Yeah. He's like 6'3". Yeah. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> They're just murdering. Like Saturday Night Live was like, what, the, what did we do? Yeah. Why did we let this guy go? But uh, also, I played in my first disc golf tournament yesterday. How'd you do? Well, it was a tell of two rounds. Okay. It was a two-round tournament, 18 holes each round, in beautiful, scenic Princeton, West Virginia. Hmm. My first round, as you will see, Let's look at me. Mm, just my stats here. No, can't cancel. All right. Uh, pardon. Well, I started on hole four, but uh, we'll just go through here. Uh, par on hole one, bogey, hole two. Par, par, bogey, birdie. Um, bogey. Par par, birdie, bogey, par 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 par, bogey, birdie. I was plus three in the first round on a course I've never played. That's awesome. And me and uh, me and JMO were on the same card because he requested that we be on the same card because I have social anxiety issues being around people that I don't know. Sure. So me and him played together with two other people, and that was good. And then uh, JMO was, was plus seven in that round, so I beat JMO, who's been playing a lot longer than me. Right. And that was great. I was in the top eight, I think, mm-hmm. of the recreational division after the first round, and we were all stoked. Jamo was proud of me. Um, my dad sent me a message from heaven, told me he was proud of me. <laughs> then the second round happened, and I was on a card with two people I didn't know that were actually pretty good. And ever like some of these uh, greens, like the basket would be at the edge of a cliff, sort of. Mm-hmm. And if uh, you either drove it too far or you missed your putt for birdie, it would roll down 80 feet. And then you'd have to do an upshot. And one hole that happened to me on, it uh, missed, it clanged off of the, the basket and rolled down 80 feet. And then to try to save par, I try to run it and get it in the basket. And it doesn't make it up the hill. And it rolls right back down to four feet away from me on the other side. Oh, God. Ended up taking seven on that hole. Yeah. Which, if I had just chosen not to play that hole, it would have been a score of seven. Because if you don't play a hole, um, you get par plus four. Okay. Which is seven. (laughs) Yeah. So I took a seven on that hole. One hole, I took a six. One hole, I took a five. And I ended up being 18 over. For the second round, <laughs> every bad roll, every bad thing that could happen, happened to me in that second round. Yeah, and I ended up being twenty-one over for the two rounds, and finishing behind JMO by one. But I still was not in last place. I was still like fourth from last, which is, you know, I've only been playing two months. I was like, I'm not really angry. <laughs> like I'll take it. I should be playing bogey golf because I'm not very good yet. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My card mates were three and four under God with me. But here's the thing. They were very encouraging. Like they're like, you almost got it. You're like, there's a little thing here, a little thing there, and you're shooting decent. Mm-hmm. But that's the weird, not the weird. That's the good thing. I've been finding out the, um, everybody is really nice. Yeah. Everybody's really encouraging because they want more people to play with, and, you know, playing with the same people over and over. 
you because you always do if you especially if you play the same courses you kind of always do the same thing on every shot but if you play with somebody new they have something something uh different mm-hmm. that they do and maybe you can replicate that or figure it out but also we were only allowed to use three discs the discs that they gave us which you got to keep which is like uh it was $35 in a tournament. Each of those discs is at least between 15 and $18. So that there's your money's worth there. Right. But, um, it was, it was actually a lot of fun. It was a good little hike. I walked like eight miles during the two rounds. That's good. And me and Jamo got Chick-fil-A after. Oh, there you go. Here's how nice of a guy Jamo is. He was wanting to pay for my, the gas. And I was like, but that'll be $40. Just pay for the food at, at uh when we go to chick-fil-a and that's fine yeah (laughs) but that's how nice he was he was trying to pay for my gas i was like no let's just do the chick-fil-a but i had a shitload of fun it was i signed up for a tournament next weekend uh at the redeemer course in charleston it's all saturday morning so you know i'm not good at it yet but i can see there's hope there's light at the end of the tunnel to where i can actually get good at it at some point in my life right you know so there's that. Just I'm still thinking about one putt I missed for birdie that rolled down a hill, and I ended up taking a six on it. <laughs> Just like, oh, you motherfucker, <laughs> you piece of shit. Every the two birdies I got um, in the first round, I parred one of them, but the other one I think I got a five on. Mm. Sucks. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? I just have to practice. And one like I should have started like there was a kid playing in our division. He got second place. He couldn't have been more than 14, hmm. 13 or 14. And I was like, if I'd have started then, I'd be really good by now. Right. Playing for 25 years like that kid will probably be on the pro circuit someday. Sure. Being that good this early. So I wish my dad would have sent me in a different direction than head trauma and shoulder trauma sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh... <laughs> A lot of trauma. Yeah. What are you going to do, though? But it was super fun. It was cold, though. Yes. It was like in the 60s. Yeah. It was in the 50s on the drive up there, but by the the sun didn't shine all day. It's been cold. And it felt like it was going to rain all day, but it never really did until on the way home. It's almost June, and it was 62 degrees yesterday. I know. It's, it's not. Uh, it's weird. What's, what's it like out there today? It's cold. Yeah. I was wanting to go play today. I might lay around today. I got tomorrow. Yeah. We got tomorrow. <laughs> uh, another favorite thing. Um, I was trying to think. Of, I can't remember now. I thought I watched like a documentary or something that was good. I've been rewatching South Park. Remember the baseball episode where the boys are, they're too good. Yeah. And they don't like it. So they want to try to throw the game. Right. It turns out all the other players, all the other good teams, at throwing games. Yeah, they yeah. get really good. But the best part of that episode that might have been the first one of the one of the first Randy episodes. Well, it didn't I don't really mm. consider it a Randy episode unless it is just Randy right. and his shenanigans. This had to do with the boys trying to throw the games and all this stuff. But right. Him, his sole purpose is to get hammered at these little league games and yeah. fight the other dads. Yes. Oh, fights, I thought this was America. Fights Bat Dad. <laughs> Bat Dad. <laughs> That's a favorite thing. I forgot about that episode. I remember. I remember. That I thought this was America thing, but like, whenever 
every he goes and hammered, and every time something happens, he takes his shirt off. He's like, "What are we gonna do?" And he's got like no muscle tone. No, he's just a little gut. Yeah. <laughs> I like when he puts the eggs in it and you think he's going to drink them. He's so like, making an omelet. Then he takes a beer. <laughs> I have to train. God. It's so stupid. Oh, God. Randy's the best. Randy's Randy and Butters episodes really shine for me. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like Butters was me whenever I was a little kid. Even though I had brothers, I was still sort of a loner. Yeah. And the Butters isn't really a loner, but he's spends a lot of time being alone singing Lulu Lou, I got some apples. <laughs> Lulu Lou, I got, got some, some apples. apples. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's like the sweetest character. There's a scene where uh, Jimmy's something's happening and nobody shows up to Jimmy's uh, talent show performance and Butters is the only one in the crowd. And Jimmy's like, Everybody else is over here doing this. Why'd you come? And Butters goes, Well, well, because I said I would. Like, yeah, God damn it, Butters, you rule. I know. He's he's always got that earnestness that's Butters is the best. When he steps out of character though, it's the best. When Eric Eric Cartman is like down and everybody's abandoning, he's like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> you're a faggot. <laughs> he's he's lets him know why everybody yeah. hates him. Yeah, I think it's about it for my favorite things. Um I I did really have a lot of fun and taking the uh the new car on the and yeah. I thought Princeton was like two and a half hours away. It's only about an hour and a half. Yeah, it's just about an hour and a half. Because mm-hmm. I remember driving up there because that was my area on my last job. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like it took forever to get there. It sucks so bad. But yesterday, I met JMO at the Walmart parking lot in Fayetteville. It it only took us like 55 minutes to get to the golf course, mm-hmm. which was cool. Um, But yeah, taking the... uh the soup on the maiden voyage. I'm getting 33 and a half miles a gallon. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I tested out the cruise control on it and, um, it slows you down, uh, whenever you get up to a car, but whenever it seems like as soon as you turn the blinker on to change lanes, it starts zooming around. Oh man. And I like it. Um, that's about it for favorite things. Um, Oh, we're about an hour yeah. since you, Hey faggot, since you guys got a, uh, a bonus episode this week with the incomparable, Andy Frampton. I think we're going to end this episode now. Sure. What do you think? Yeah, it sounds good. Um, let's pretend like you got a subreddit of the week, r slash butthole butterflies or something. Tentacle porn. Yeah. You got a song you want to go out on? I do. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. Go buy the shirts, uh, pillowfortradiopodcast.com. Click the link. Go buy some shirts, some stickers. The stickers are actually dope looking. Um, mouse pads, onesies. I think they got onesies. Oh shit, mouse pads. Um, they got coffee mugs for each of our designs. Um, baseball shirts. I you got the, the baseball shirt. I love the baseball shirt. Thank you and good night, Vietnam.